0: Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: As you may have seen, over the course of his nine, coming to ten Super Bowl appearances, Brady often is the first to do many things. First thing, top of the hour, Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. We go right to the Goodyear hotline to welcome in one of the most respected coaches in the NFL, and frankly, a guy that probably knows the Chiefs and Bucks this year's iteration better than any other. And I want to mention, because we may not get to it, the guy that called one of the gutsiest plays in Super Bowl history, one word forever, ambush. It is the Saints head coach, Sean Payton, who joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. What's up, Sean?
2: I'm not sure if he has us.
3: You got me, Sean? Coach. Uh-oh.
2: Uh-oh. I think you, we got to
3: connect Somebody yeah. may
1: have ambushed the audio feed. And I'm not talking about the onside kick to start the second half of the Super Bowl. We'll try to connect with Sean Payton here in a second. Key, the reason I mention it, they played the Bucks three times in the regular season. Unfortunately, didn't win the third one, swept the regular season series, also played Kansas City. So when we get them on, who better to talk about that? Think about that. Four of their games this year are against the two teams in the Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, and, and you know when you look at the, the, the pack, uh, the I almost call them the Patriots, but when you look at the Tampa Bay Bucks and Tom Brady, what they were capable of doing, to New Orleans. New Orleans was banged up, and let's face it, they didn't play their best game. And I think Sean knows that. And, and if they had a do-over, it probably
1: would be different. And Sean joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. Welcome back, Coach. I just wanted to ask you—you um, you have a unique experience with these two teams in the Super Bowl. Three matchups with the Bucks, one game against the Chiefs. You have a unique insight. Um, what are we not talking about with all the game film you poured over? Four games, two teams. As we get ready for Sunday, from your unique insight.
0: I think the one thing just from afar is, uh, I, I, look, Kansas City's the champion and, and they're the team you have to knock off. But, man, history has told us, be leery of teams that have had to win three to get there. Um, you know, it's happened uh, a number of times. Um, you know, they, they go on the road, get their first win at Washington. They go on the road, divisional round. They They win here. They go on the road Tampa Bay that is and and they went in Green Bay um, of course now everyone knows they're they're coming back home <laughs>
1: Oh no! <laughs> Trying to reconnect with Coach yeah, here. That's what happened
2: about. to me during the summer. It mm-hmm. p- happened, and all of a sudden, everybody had my phone number. I was freaking out. No, <laughs> I was
1: freaking it, it, out.
2: He'll reconnect, but it's a
1: great test when you, you're battle tested. Yeah, you got to battle Some
3: of those Raven teams. Mm-hmm. I think. I think Pittsburgh did it once. Giants were a card. Giants were a wild, yep. wild card. So when you yep. think about it, that the history does say that.
1: It's interesting because Jay, you look at it and you essentially say, and you know, he has essentially said you know, the, the Chiefs have actually played one less game. But what he's saying is, even though it's one more game for the Bucks, how can you really doubt them considering they've won those three games with the combination of offense and defense? They've won in both ways. And the co- the word he used was leery, be leery of a team that has battled through all of this to get here.
2: No, look, I, 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 everything is aligning for the Bucs, even though they're considered to be underdogs. I just go back to, this is one of the most prolific offenses we've ever seen. And when everything needs to be at a high degree with your defense needs to be on top and, and, and force Patrick Mahomes to be uncomfortable and try to hit him as hard as possible to Tom, to be as surgical for them to run the ball since they've implemented the style that they had at the Patriots. When Tom was ultra successful, just so many things have to go right. And there's going to be a part of me key that waits throughout this entire game. Just when is it going to click? When does it explode for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And when it does, how will Tom Brady and company be patient about getting back in this game if they get down?
3: Well, I think Tom Brady has the experience to understand how to go about getting back in the game in these situations. Just look no further than the Atlanta debacle and come back and the way that he methodically continued to chip away in the second half at that lead from Atlanta on an offensive side, Zubin. So yeah. when you start to say, what can they do? You stay patient. He's a veteran quarterback. This is his 10th appearance in the Super Bowl. He's been there. He's done it. Not not to even mention the regular season or the postseason when he's had to come from behind.
2: I hear Keeba, we, just, we can't compare Matt Ryan in Atlanta to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Like, he's just... No, the explosiveness you, you, of how KC plays. But just keep in mind
1: different. how good Ryan was that year. you got to remember, right, he's,
3: a, he's the MVP there. Uh, right. I, hear you. I hear So he was that year, he was lights out. And so it's not even about comparing the two. It's about the, the point difference. It's about coming from behind because you could just sit there and go, well, man, we're down 28 points. It's over. It's a wrap. But that wasn't the case. They continued to chip away at it to a point where they was like, we got real close. we getting ready to catch him.
1: And that's one thing we talked about a couple of days ago. Off the air, as we're always sort of talking, and that is key. I remember Peyton Manning, a shell of himself at Super Bowl 50, threw nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions in his last season. That's not worthy of a guy that's going to get a call from the hall on Saturday. But all the Broncos players said in Super Bowl 50, I don't care if his arm was a noodle and he was ready to go on ESPN Plus and do detail. It's still Peyton Manning running out there. And that's another thing. Key, I Take me inside the aura. I don't care if he's 43 and he doesn't have the athleticism of Mahomes. It's still Tom Brady slow trotting out there to meet the other 10 guys in the huddle. I just wonder from an athlete's perspective what that does. Like maybe if the substandard quarterback that ran out there and saw you and said, all right, I throw it up here, I'm all right. There's well, something there with
3: that. Well, because you have the confidence that, this person has been there and done it, and in these type of moments, there's no panic that sets in. And you can certainly see those sort of things from veteran quarterbacks. When we talk about why would the Indianapolis Colts sign Phillip Rivers? Because he's a veteran who knows what to do. Why would Sean Payton bring back Drew Brees? Because he knows who that guy is. Right. Like, it's there's a comfort level there.
0: Sean, you back with us, Coach? I am back with you. And 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 the and the subject was you. Were what talk- do we need to be alert for? Right. And, yeah, I I think the one storyline, and I don't know if it's a storyline, is I I think man, be leery of the of the team that's had to travel on the road three times to get to this game and won. Uh, and I think Kansas City's the champion, and that's the team obviously that goes in uh, as, as the easier the favorite pick but the road tampa's traveled his history has told us is a team you got to be be careful of because there's a confidence level that builds when you travel three in a row on the road and win and, and end up playing in this game
3: coach what was the biggest difference in that 2-0 and buccaneer team versus the one that you saw in the divisional round
0: i i thought two things number one <clears throat> their offense slowly progressed. You know, we, we had an opening game of the season that that for for any team, uh, us included, that, you know, with a COVID offseason, you're out there and, and you're learning. There's been no preseason games. So, and that was a fairly close game. Um, we had a big win against them on a Sunday night game in Tampa. Uh, but I thought the last quarter poll of the season, the last five weeks of the season, you began to see their offense start clicking, and uh, and you saw Antonio Brown's involvement, and you saw uh, a good balance with the run and the play action. Um, every Monday, I come in after the weekend, and before I watch any opponent film for the next week, I'll look at every touchdown in our league that past weekend, and the tape starts on the one-yard line, and you get to see the the goal line plays and then gradually backs up and it ends with whoever had the longest touchdown play that week. And I began to see those explosive passes because they're showing up on the touchdown reel. And I I think that, uh, that was one thing that was noticeable. The other thing I would say is you began to see the confidence, uh, of, of, I wouldn't say a young secondary, uh, Man, I, I think immediately the free safety win. I mean, he he plays like he's been in the league for four or five years. Uh, his father played with great football IQ, and, and you see that from him. But I thought uh, Todd Bowles, having worked with Todd, you're going to get a pre- pressure package. They're going to force you to throw the football now. It's a, it's a tough run front, and you saw the confidence level, I think, improving in the secondary. Uh That was something that that we noticed in the third game.
3: How much conversation have you had, Sean, with Drew Brees since the season's been over? I know you like the other three quarterbacks that you have. And if he retires, like, I guess it would be too early to make a decision, but what is he saying to you about retirement?
0: Yeah, we've we've spoken a couple times. Um, In fact, right after the season, and then we – we text uh, uh, probably two or three times. I, w- I was just down in in, in Mexico, and, and he and uh, his friends, uh, we just missed each other there. Um, look, I, I, he's going to make a decision, and it, it was something he spent some time on last year, um, and and I don't think it's going to be a long, drawn-out process, uh, but, but when that time comes, in the meantime, we're, we're really focused on uh what we know and, and and that sounds simple like jameis winston we know we had a year with him uh he was fantastic as a leader um man he, he's got tremendous arm talent uh he's a young prospect that that we like a lot yeah and you know when when you have a player for a season he's he's kind of given you a chance to see what he's about. And, and there's a little bit of an audition there, but the same audition takes place for us. He's getting a chance to see, Hey, this is how they do it here. Does, does this fit me? Does this head coach, does this position coach, is this a place I feel comfortable playing? And, and, and so a lot of times people would say, well, why would you do that for a year? Man, that's invaluable uh, for, for both sides because uh, it, it was an opportunity for him to, Get jump into what we're doing, and I know he was very close with with Drew and Taysom. We, that that room was 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 rock solid. So um, we feel like we've got a clean direction uh, as to what we want to do. And uh, I'm glad we I'm glad we had James. and I'm talking about Jameis because he's the one that's a free agent. Obviously Taysom's here, uh, signed in the building.
2: Sean, I know you always have a lot of difficult questions to answer about Drew Brees and about who your starting quarterback will be next year, but this one might be the toughest. Who is more difficult to coach, Keyshawn or his nephew, Michael Thomas?
0: Hey, listen, that's a fair question. Um, I would say this. This this came up in the meeting yesterday, and, and, and Keyshawn knows... Who who taught me this? Uh, I, I I said to the position coaches, that's why we're getting paid. And come <laughs> Sunday when they're racing down the field, putting putting us up seven points, we love them then. And and uh, I neither to answer your question because the, the guys that are difficult to the coach to coach I think are the ones that that don't play with passion consistently and with Keyshawn and with Michael, man, you were in the passion business. So it, it was never about, man, they didn't want to take the extra rep. They didn't want to compete. They didn't want, it was never about any of that. You know, it, it Keyshawn wrote a book on it. All right. I think, it, what, what was it? You wanted the ball or the yep. damn ball. Yep. And so, man, that. but, but here's, here's the deal that that's, 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 what you want to coach, you know, it, it's, it's, it's the player that you don't know what you're getting week by week, day by day that becomes challenging. So, uh, man, I love coaching Michael Thomas and, and Keyshawn and I, in fact, we're doing a, a, a like a playoff show, uh, years ago, before he was entering that, you know, he was entering that draft and he's passionate, he's young, he's hungry. He wants to learn, um, you know, all of those things. And and, and look, he's 24-7 football. I mean, that, that's 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 how he goes about it. And that's the same way his uncle was. And uh, and you just got to be wired the same way. So, you know, they're not for everyone, but they're for me.
2: I hear you on that. Key was telling us a story about how he got you Kenny Chesney tickets. Can you confirm that the key have access to Ch- Kenny Chesney tickets?
0: Listen, I, I was skeptical because look, I'm asking key and I don't have, number one. Keyshawn's West coast LA. Right. And I'm thinking, man, I'm not like, this is a certain ticket now. And I'm, I'm trying to explain to Keyshawn, like who this guy is. And, it's my first year there. And he's like, no, I got you squared away. And so I'm like, all right. Uh, I said, now, Keyshawn, you heard me. It was Kenny Chesney. Like, I didn't want this confusion between the, this West Coast rapper or whatever. I, and he goes, yeah, I got you. I got you. And, and so I'll be honest with you. I went to Will Call, and she kind of looked at me, looked at the envelope, handed him to me, and I took the tickets out, and it, would, it was like I saw four aces. Ace of Hearts, Clubs, Spades, and Diamonds. I'm like, man, he, he he had a hookup, and but now the hookup wasn't Kenny Chesney. The hookup was like the Bellagio or the MGM or one of the hotels. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you what now, I'm I, hey, we were front row and center.
1: That's great stuff. That's he awesome. always front and center during his career. You front and center at that country music superstar. Contest. We were front and center. Last thing for you. I know this yeah, is sort wait, of those tickets. Go ahead, Coach. I'm sorry.
0: No, it, it, listen, it, it was... Uh, we, we had a toast to Keyshawn that night during the show. Like, it, this is real.
1: <laughs> Raise a glass as you take a swig this morning of the coffee. Last thing for you. Tell us a little bit about Zebra Technologies.
0: So, look, <clears throat> Zebra's in our lives every day. They're partnered with the NFL. Uh, I have a working relationship with them. They're the barcode company. You know, when you go into a store and you buy anything, and you go to the computer checkout and they swipe that barcode, that's Zebra. And what they've managed to do with partnering with the NFL is they now have put those same tracking devices in the player's shoulder pads. They put it in the football. Every game this year was played with the, the, all the players, all the stadiums marked and tracked. So we're able to get, when you hear next-gen stats, that's Zebra the player traveled 22 miles an hour, or the pass was in the air for 65 yards. Um, All of that, uh, we got involved initially in New Orleans to help us with our practice. And when we want to look at a a reduced practice, I can see miles traveled by each position. Uh, We're talking about receivers. So on an average training camp practice, a receiver would travel between 5.8 and 6.8 miles throughout the course of a two-and-a-half-hour practice. So when we talk about cutting back, <clears throat> we can just talk about that, but this gives us a chance to, to really look at what each player's workload is, help us to reduce soft tissue injury. And, uh, they, they, and look, they're going to be helping us with <clears throat> officiating where the ball is. We're not far away from when the ball crosses the goal line, being able to see it and, and, and through either a light. And then that way, when we see a player's knee, we're going to also know if the ball at that moment is across the goal line or not. Um, I think the the most frustrating spot that we deal with right now is how about we see the punter who punts it high and out of bounds. And then there's an official that kind of walks up the sidelines, walks up the sidelines. And then the, the umpire referee from behind says, stop right there. Um, I think we're going to be a lot more accurate when when we're able to track these balls and track the sidelines and track the goal lines uh, and also keep our players safer.
1: Great stuff. Technology is an amazing thing. Coach, thanks for being here this morning. Really appreciate it.
0: All right,
3: Sean.
1: See you soon, man.
0: Sean, appreciate you much. All right.
1: Great to have the one and only Sean Payton, the Super Bowl champion, joining us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. Let's that roll was awesome. on. Yeah, absolutely. Let's roll on on the Goodyear Hotline. Welcome in who I think is one of the most inspirational players in the NFL, Jalen Smith, the Cowboys linebacker. He joins us this morning. Uh, Jalen, from your position as a linebacker, I just want you to size up the Bucks defense. D on D, what impresses you the most about Todd Bowles' unit?
4: Man, I love the, the the tenacity. I love the grit they play with. Um, always after the ball, um, minimizing the missed tackles. Um, I, I love what I see. I'm I'm looking forward to this this great matchup on Sunday.
1: And Jalen, I want to ask you. Um, I think we have to do it because this is the biggest question every Cowboy fan wants to know. What can you tell yeah. us about? You know what I'm going to ask you. What can you tell us about Dak?
4: Uh, man, uh, Dak's our guy. Man, I don't. I don't see him going anywhere else. Um, he's he's doing a great job recovering right now, and man, we're looking forward to, to getting after it this next season.
3: Jay Smith, how you doing? How, how's the knee doing? How you holding up?
4: I'm man. I'm doing well, man. I appreciate it, Keyshawn. That the 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 usc legend you know i'm a notre dame guy so it's all love no it's all it's,
3: it's all good what was your <laughs> hey outside of usc and that fight on song that we have what was your uh reaction when you found out you was a nominee for the walton walter payton man of the year award
4: uh just a blessing um for, for me i've I'm always prided myself on being more than an athlete and just finding my purpose beyond athletics, being able to um, help this help this world become a better place and use this plat this great platform that we all have to to make change. That's um that was that was one of the biggest things that I'm focused on. It's it's not about me, it's about help, helping others. Um and, and, and that's why I've been doing what I'm what I've been doing. So it's it's a blessing, man, to be able to represent uh Dallas Cowboys as a nominee for the Watson Jalen Smith, Dallas
3: Cowboy linebacker, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Being an every-down linebacker, three-down guy, how difficult is it for you to be matched up, or linebackers in general, to be matched up in man-to-man coverage on guys like Kelsey and Gronk?
4: You, you, the, the the biggest thing is is understanding your leverage, understanding the coverage you and understanding your D linemen, and, and and when the ball supposed to be out, um, and, and and from there you got to rely on, your, on your, your athletic gifts and your, and your beliefs. Um, when you're going against Kels and and Gronk and these these guys that can re- that are really elite, um, the margin for error is is low. Uh, so you got you got to really be locked in, man. Jay,
2: a, a curiosity for you: How was it? this year playing under Mike McCarthy, there was so much heat that people from the outside were trying to put on the organization and him. Uh, but how did you see the whole thing play out?
4: Man, i we all love uh, McCarthy as a coach. Um, and he came in this year, obviously under, under pandemic uh, putting in a new system, not having time to, uh, to really land on it and, and truly understand what's going on. You know, you talk about injuries. It's it's just a lot of adversity adversity that we all experience. But we grew um, uh, throughout the season, especially late. And and that's what gives us confidence next year, um, this next season, just really being able to click it in and move forward. We got a a bunch of guys who have have won on McCarthy staff. Um, It's just about how can we get this job done, you know, Playing for America's team. It's 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 a, it's a different it's a different ball game.
3: What's your Super Bowl prediction? And don't give me I don't wanna give man. one stuff. Don't give me that.
4: Man, no, no, I'm gonna give you one. I'm a man, Tom Brady's the GOAT. Um he, he's the goat. He's done it. I'm I'm a rock with the Chiefs though, man. I got a, a couple of my former guys man, that's gonna be playing, trying to get a ring, another ring, dash out to Damian Wilson, Anthony Hitchens. Taco Charlton and, and my brothers, man. That's I got to rock with them. But I, I really want it to be a great game.
3: Mm, fight on, man. <laughs> he had, he had uh, much,
4: much love, Keith. All right.
1: Thank you. That is Jalen Smith. And for those that don't know, uh, like I said, you know, Many don't know, know this final college game suffered. I was there. Yeah, I was there too, actually. What? You
3: should have come over. Well, I was there to watch my nephew play. Oh, Right, because yeah. they played Ohio State uh-huh. in
1: that game. Uh-huh. You should have come over. You, you big time me again. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, he, uh, uh, he there's Zubin. There
2: goes Zubin. Bye, Zubin.
1: <laughs> He suffered a devastating knee injury in the game. And to think about it, it's like a Willis McGahee type moment, right? You suffered in, like, your last game. The world is watching. You're a surefire first-round pick, and, and he's bounced back in an incredible way. Yes, he has. In an incredible way. Great stuff. Great to have him and both Coach Sean Payton join us on the Goodyear Hotline. On the way next on the Goodyear Hotline, a coach that today made NFL history in a way that has rarely been accomplished since.
0: Wednesday of Super Weekend, we are jam-packed. Don't miss Matt Ryan, Justin Jefferson,
1: Chase Young, and Christian McCaffrey, all live and all with me, Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern
5: on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The
6: formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items
1: only; exclusions apply. Good morning. I'm Zubin Mahenti here with your Sports Center update. Historic night in the NBA. The Raptors, Fred Van VanVleet scored 54, the most points ever scored by an undrafted player in NBA history. He also happens to own the contract, the largest contract by a player that's been undrafted in league history, proving his value last night, scoring 54 in a 123-108 win over the Magic. This game was in Orlando, as you know, the Raptors right now are hanging out in Tampa. We'll hang out with the legend Tony Dungy from Tampa coming up. In just a minute. One more NBA note. Nets over the Clippers, 124 120. James Harden, number the triple double. The Nets are averaging a staggering 127 points per game since James Harden has joined the crew. It's about a 10 game span. It is remarkable. And one of the most remarkable achievements we've seen in sports over the last 50 years or so, it's Black History Month. So every day at this time, we're going to be. Retelling a great story from an African-American athlete. This one happens to be Tiger Woods winning the 97 Masters. Changing the face, literally and figuratively, of golf. Ways we've never seen before. It was a massive 12-stroke victory. Essentially, if UFC was there back then, Key, he choke submitted the rest of the field. In one of the great all-time performances, still living large, nearly a quarter century later for Eldrick. And SportsCenter is brought to you by one 800 Flowers this Valentine's. Get the gift that's going to wow her at 1 800 Flowers. Right now, you can get the 18 Stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or double the roses for $20 more. To order, go to 1 800flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter code KJZ.
2: Lift every voice
3: and
2: On February 4th, 2007, Tony Dungy and Lovey Smith became the first African-American head coaches to coach in the Super Bowl, with Dungy's Colts taking on Lovey's Bears. In a game which also featured a legendary halftime performance by Prince, Peyton Manning led the Colts to a 29-17
1: victory, winning the Colts' first title in 36 years. And that anniversary is tomorrow, but why wait to talk about it? Let's do it today with Tony Dungy, who is there with Lovey Smith on that moment that still rings true. The first African-American head coach to win the Super Bowl, and he joins us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Coach, when you think about that moment, not just where you were, but who the opponent was, your opposite number, on the biggest stage in all of sports, what rings true the most when you reminisce on that moment?
7: Well, it was definitely a special moment. And the fact that, uh, you know, it happened with Lovey made it tremendous. 1977 was my first year in the NFL, and there were only 10 African American assistant coaches in the entire league. Uh, 18 teams did not have an African American on their staff, 10 teams had one. And to go from that moment to two coaches leading their teams in, in the Super Bowl, it was pretty special.
3: Coach, you were a black quarterback before you became a defensive back. Many people don't know that. What makes Patrick Mahomes so special?
7: You know, Keyshawn, we always talk about his talent and what he does on the field, and it is remarkable, the mobility, the accuracy, all of those things. But to me, when I watch him, I just marvel at his his ability to understand the game. And he is so far ahead of young quarterbacks in terms of that and the mental approach to it. Kansas City, Eric bien and Andy Reid have a a multiple attack. They've got thousands of plays. They have different ways to attack. And he handles it all. And he knows what's going on. And and to throw the way he's thrown, limited interceptions, take care of the ball, process all that information, he is just so good. And, And I don't think we give him credit for it the mental side of the game
3: both you lovey smith along with uh, monty kiffin orchestrated what is known as the tampa two defense and historically slowed down the greatest show on turf in the rams what could the the uh tampa bay buccaneers defense of this day and age do to slow down mahomes and that offense
7: I think it's really all pass rush and they've got an opportunity because of the injury to Eric Fisher, the, the Colts or the, uh, the uh, Kansas city chiefs left tackle that has forced three changes on the offensive line. The right tackle goes to left tackle to replace Fisher. The right guard goes to right tackle. Now a backup Stefan Wisniewski comes in at right guard. So they've got three different places now where they've got to shore up and the, the Buccaneers have some relentless rushers. They've got Shaq Barrett. They've got Jason Pierre-Paul and Dominican Sue. We're watching them put pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was well-protected all year, but in that game two weeks ago, it wasn't. And so to me, that's what's got to happen if, if uh, the uh, Bucs really want to win this ball game. They've got to find ways to pressure Patrick Mahomes without blitzing. If you blitz, it, it's almost suicide. But if you can pressure without blitzing, you can contain them.
2: TD, can I tell you how impressed I am right now that you have pulled over to the side of the road? You are in your car doing our interview. That's commitment, my brother. That's commitment.
7: I I am. A lot of things going on, kids to drop off at school, all those things. So I wanted to be safe, but definitely wanted to talk to you guys. And you know, every time I talk to you, Jay, I, I marvel at your football acumen. I always think of you as a basketball guy, but you you got some football skills now.
2: Well, I keep learning from Key when I listen to him every day, but I wanted to ask you, TD, about (laughs) the longevity of Tom Brady. The fact, you know, a lot of people are talking about, hey, he can play until he's 45, until he's 46. The fact that he's 43 years old right now, doing what he's doing at this level, how impressed are you by that?
7: It's incredible, you know, playing at this skill level. And then doing what he did this year, it's one thing to say, well, I've been in the system 20 years. I know what we're doing. But then to change systems and without a training camp, without an off-season program, to get to know new receivers and a new uh, offensive coordinator and Byron Lepwich, brand-new system, new terminology, and come out and play at this level, that in itself is tremendous. But then when you say I'm 43 years old and do that, uh, it, it's remarkable.
2: You know, one of the things that I gave a stat yesterday is out of the the 20 seasons that Tom Brady has played, as it relates to total points per game, his defense has only been outside the top 10 three times. Three times, CD, And and now he has another great defense. How important is it for this defense to do what they did a couple weeks ago like they did against Green Bay?
7: That You know, that's what happens in Super Bowls. When you get on a roll defensively, that's how you win. And Tom Brady's been to, I guess this is his 10th one now. And as you say, uh, he's orchestrated some great offenses, but 90% of the time when he's there, it's, it's great defensive performance too. the Bucks have turning it on at just the right time. I think we overlook, I have overlooked Kansas city's defense. I've kind of been critical of them over the last couple of years, but in the playoffs, They've turned it up. We saw what they did against Josh Allen two weeks ago. So uh, I think we're seeing two defenses playing at their absolute best when it's needed. Coach,
3: on Twitter you said you think think about Ryan Tannehill, Alex Smith, in terms of their second opportunities because Jared Goff was moved this past week for Matthew Stafford. It's not official, but he goes to Detroit, Matthew Stafford – comes over to the LA Rams and Jared Goff gets a second opportunity with the Detroit lions. How do you think it's going to go for him?
7: I hope it goes well. And it's really amazing to me that everybody's talking about Jared Goff Like he's terrible. Now Uh, (laughs) he was the first pick in the draft. He played well. He took his team to the playoffs a couple of times. He took his team to the super bowl. And he played last. Uh, the last time he played, he played against Aaron Rodgers with a broken thumb and completed seventy percent of his passes. They didn't win the game, but he played well. And so now we're acting like, oh, you know, they, they couldn't wait to get rid of Jared Goff and he's terrible. I, I think he played much better than Alex Smith played when he was at San Francisco. He played better than Ryan Tannehill played in Miami. And now Ryan Tannehill's tearing up the league in in Tennessee. So Jared Goff has talent. And I don't know what's going to be around him in Detroit, but I, I hope it goes well for him.
3: Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you said that because everybody think I was born yesterday when I said the same thing that you said. But you got the gold. <laughs> you got the gold jacket, so it should ring louder. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who are you picking, Tony? Well, uh, who's your, champ- we, who's we your champion? Who's your champion?
7: We want to put it on. You know, it is so hard to say. And th- this COVID situation is what has me nervous. Who's going to be able to play? Who's actually going to suit up on Sunday? Uh, Demarcus Robinson, he's a big part of that offense. Is he going to be able to play? Is all, are all of a sudden we're going to wake up on Saturday morning and five guys are in COVID protocol? So that is something that, that I wonder. And I have to see how this Kansas City offensive line holds up. They had to make that adjustment against Buffalo just in the fourth quarter after Eric Fisher got hurt. How how are they going to be? And what is the protection going to be like? Is Kansas City going to be able to rush the passer? Chris Jones has had some big moments. Frank Clark has had some big moments. But these two quarterbacks, if they aren't able to get pressure on them, it'll be a 41-38 game one way or the other.
1: We can hear the coded message there. You know I can't pick against the Bucks. You know what he's saying. He's back into traffic, Coach. <laughs> No, no, no,
7: no. I, I would pick against the Bucks if I thought that was the case. I just really don't know. And again, I, I would have a better idea who's going to be able to play. Uh, when you tell me that on Sunday morning, then I can give you my prediction.
1: Indeed. We're on the road to Super Bowl 55, and uh, Tony Dungy, as Jay said, is literally on the road as well. We'll let you get going. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, Tony.
7: Hey, always good to be with you guys. Have a great week. Same to you, Coach.
1: Thank you. Big anniversary for him tomorrow. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today. Find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. And we should also mention Super Week on ESPN Radio is brought to you by AutoZone. On the way, as strange as this sounds, probably the worst moment of Patrick Mahomes' college career turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to the Kansas City Chiefs.
2: so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
0: J. Will and Zubin, the podcast.
1: Before we let you go, I want to mention this one thing that hasn't been getting a lot of run, but I was listening to some of the Zoom availability when you listen to the And so 2021, I can't watch the press conference. I have to watch the Zoom. Patrick Mahomes was asked something yesterday during the Zoom. I bet you this question totally came out of nowhere and he wasn't ready for it. But I got I to admit, he answered with a ton of a plum. I think he did a great job in weaving his way at the podium like he does on the field. So in his second to last college game, 2016 season, obviously, you know, he played at Texas Tech. He suffered a humiliating loss in November of 2016. And, and, you know, I can't imagine when I give you this score that he could actually lose a game. I don't care if Mahomes, like, burst out once he got to the NFL. The talent was always there. In November of 2016, guys, he lost the second-to-last game of his career in the regular season to Iowa State. The final score that day was Iowa State 66, Texas Tech 10. I'm going to say that again. Iowa State 66 Texas Tech, 10. At the half, Iowa State was up by 42 points. It was 45-3 at the half. Not to mention, in that game, if you're watching this morning on ESPN News, you see Mahomes running on and off the field with a shoulder injury. Why in the world, if you're an NFL draft prospect, would you go back into a game if you're down 45-3 in your second-to-last college game? Well, guess what? It's a great thing you did. Because you know who was at that game at Jack Trice Stadium in Ames, Iowa that day? Chiefs general manager... Brett Veach. At halftime, Veach was ready to go. Didn't see much from Mahomes. I'm there to scout him. They're down 45-3. He's hurt. Veach looks down, and he sees Mahomes warming up for the second half. And he says, hang on a second. Hang on a second. <laughs> I'm going to stay. Nothing really happened. They lost 66-10. But that was the first time he said, not a lot of guys got something like this. Kansas City, famously, many of you know, did not attend Mahomes Pro Day, right? Right? They had gone, Veach had gone back to Andy Reid, and Reid famously, if you remember, when Veach walked into his office, this is a story that he tells, he took out a Kuiper McShay mock draft, and he said to Veach, where's your guy? Your guy's not in the first round. That's ESPN on ESPN Crime. Eventually, both guys moved, obviously, Patrick up. But he said, where's your guy, Mahomes? And he said, I don't know, coach. I saw him. He's got a ton of moxie. Let's not go to his pro day. Let's not tip our hands. Nothing. The rest is history. I just wanted to say it. It was a terrible moment for Mahomes in the moment, but it gave the Chiefs a spark and said there's something special about this kid. He wants to just go back in, be with his guys, and it was the start of something special, and then clearly the physical tools took over. Just a cautionary tale you never, ever know. You catch somebody on a bad day, you catch them on a good day, whatever They caught him on a bad day, and it turned out to be a good thing.
3: Well, that's because they did their due diligence and their homework. They were there in the stadium to see him up close in person. And remember what I always said throughout the course of the season. I know we talk about some of these other players being drafted high, whether it's Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or any of these other, Trey Lance or any of these other Wilson quarterbacks. Until you actually physically see them up close in person, you don't really know what it is. Had he stayed in and not come out the second half, who knows which way it could have gone. And, and that was kind of Sean Payton and I, what Sean was talking about. We, we did this uh, show, Jay, during the playoffs several years ago about my nephew. My nephew was there. He was playing in a game. And I told Sean, I said, don't, don't say anything. He's the best receiver in college football. I don't care about all these treadwheels and everybody that's on people's mock drafts. You just do your homework on him and you come back and you let me know. And the rest was history.
2: And that's why it's so hard to draft. You know, everybody sits there and says, Oh, I could have seen talent. Like, it it takes a special eye to see talent. I remember when the Spurs drafted Mono Ginobili, like in the 50s. I think it was like 57. Everybody was like, What are they doing? Gem. It's about having the eye to evaluate and see it future terms.
1: And no doubt. And having the vision to go outside the box, not just an American college star. You can win anywhere. Christian McCaffrey, Matt Ryan, Chase Young, Justin Jefferson, all next with Mike Greenberg.